Hi, I'm Howard Eisenstadt. I'm an associate professor of Middle East history at St. Lawrence University in upstate New York. Uh, I'm Henri Baki. I'm a professor of international relations at uh, Lehigh University and also an adjunct senior fellow at the Council on Foreign Relations in Washington. So, Henri, it's good to talk to you. I was I wanted to uh, start out by by thinking about the Biden administration and the real change of tone that we've seen. So human rights, clearly not a big issue for the Trump administration. In the last week or so, we've had three uh, statements from the State Department on uh, Turkish human rights issues. We've had one on uh, the protests at Boğaziçi University and suppression of uh, freedom of speech and academic freedom there. We've had one on LGBT issues. And then we've had one on the Kavala case. And, and I, I guess I wanted to, to touch base with you about that change of tone and what you thought of it. Well, two things are happening here. One is that um, in general, I think the Biden administration is trying to empower the State Department to make it again a consequential institution in foreign policy and give it the lead to make and implement foreign policy and kind of take away uh, the focus from the White House and the national security staff and let the national security staff do the things they're supposed to do, which is to advise the president uh, and not make policy. So the State Department is being empowered, if you want. Second, clearly, in, 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 with respect to human rights in general, the Trump administration showed no interest in pursuing or in um, issues of human rights, even when its own citizens were involved. Um, and what you're seeing here now is an attempt by the, uh, by US, the US government to bring these issues to the fore. And it's interesting that they're doing it with Turkey because Turkey is an ally. Turkey has been is part of the NATO alliance, etc. I mean, you could start, you, there are many other countries in the world, but to have three statements in a row, as you mentioned, with respect to Turkey is actually quite interesting. And let me just say, the, the last one, the Kavala case, is actually interesting because it involves me, because I'm also mentioned in that, um, in that statement, because what the Turkish government has done was to invent a fictitious case that I organized a coup in, um, in, in July 19, uh, 2016. And when Osman Kavala had to be um, freed because he was found not guilty, they decided to bundle up, or bundle, I should say, bundle Osman Kavala with me so that now there's a case of, of uh, Trying to, trying to overthrow the Turkish government in, in 2016, and Osman and I supposedly collaborated on this. It is complete fiction, obviously, but the Trump administration never, never said anything um, about this, even though the Trump administration did one thing with respect to Turkey, to, and that was to get um, Pastor Brunson, who had been um, imprisoned by the Turks, again on fictitious charges. They, once they got him out, they stopped caring about human rights or caring about issues that related to American citizens. In this particular case, you realize that the State Department is trying to send Ankara a message that 
A, they're serious about human rights in general, but they're also serious about their own interests and their own citizens because the Turks have this habit that other countries, by the way, are doing. We see with it with Iranians, etc., even the Chinese, where you you imprison or you charge um, citizens of another country in order to use them as kind of a hostage. Of course, I'm not a hostage. I'm, I'm in the United States, but nonetheless, they have cre- they have created a whole story about me that everybody in Turkey seems to buy. That I'm a CIA agent, and I was in Turkey to organize a coup, and I was there for. A, I was organizing actually a, a, a workshop on on Iran, and I did it in Turkey because I was bringing people from the Middle East. Um, anyway, so what we're seeing now a much more serious State Department that is sending the message that we are a serious institution, we have procedures, we have interests, and we're going to pursue them. The unfortunate part of this is that this is all happening at a time when the United States is going through a crisis following the January 6th attack on the Capitol. So you see immediately the Turks responding by saying, what are the Americans talking about? They've had a Capitol attack and they're really not... I mean, all kinds of nasty things about the United States, but but I think the Turks are on the defensive, and that's what they succeeded in doing. Sure, and I, I would just add, you know, two things as we close out. The first is, you know, the case which I've read, I've read the prosecution. It's, it's ridiculous. It's absurd, um, but it's based on the this assumption that that it's about uh, the U.S. was behind the coup, and and so in addition to it being a human rights issue. It really highlights um, the way in which Turkey has vilified the U.S. And, and I think for that reason, if nothing uh, else, the, the U.S. has a responsibility to respond. That's right. You're absolutely right. And the reason 